Quick Stop is brought to you by Lucky Dice Games. Check them out at stores.ebay.com slash Lucky Dice Games. Everybody, welcome to Click Stuff today. This is your host Daniel Powell speaking, and we've got a jam-packed episode uh, coming to you. First of all, I would like to thank uh, Lucky Dice Games and uh, The Rock for sponsoring Click Stuff. Uh, we're super happy to have uh, Howard and crew sponsor the uh, show. Uh, be sure to check them out at uh, Lucky Dice Games uh, on eBay and their web store. Um, we also have a super mega super qualifier coming up, the Clickstoff Classic. It's the end of June, June 29th. The Friday night is our uh, win a map, which will be 300 Majestics. Um, and then Saturday the 30th is our mega super qualifier of awesomeness, uh, which will be 300 Modern, uh, one of the first big events besides Nationals, uh, post-rotation. Um, doors open at 10, round 1 at 11, and uh, look forward to seeing everybody come out. And without further ado, I'll introduce my co-host for the evening. We have Jason Alvey. I am Groot. And we have David returning to the show, Gosselman. So, what do we have to do to get a format named after us? Um, I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> We're like, make a format. format. Like, oh, make yeah, a format said first. 300 Majestics. And I was like, what do we got to do for well, people to play 300 Clicks off? Well, it's, so it's really more like it's 300 <laughs> Majestics. Rock Age Majestics ban list? Yes, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just uh, messing around. It's yeah. just easier to say 300 Majestics. Um, and then our <laughs> special guest today is uh, Rock Online coordinator, super awesome guy, Alex Coos. Mr. Stark, I don't want to go. Oh. <laughs> Tough oh. shit, boy. You go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show, Alex. Um, so today we've got a pretty jam-packed episode. So, um, you know, this is an audio cast. So if you're, I would say, like, sit down and make sure you use the bathroom. But you can take us to the bathroom if you want, I guess. Um, Ew. Now that's a selling line. Click stop. You can take us to the bathroom if you want. So, um, we got a lot. Hey, Dave, Dave, I got a format. I just thought of it. Okay. So, like, every time that you uh, roll a crit hit or a crit miss in our in our in our tournament, you have to just take a shot. And then oh whoever's, my God. Still, whoever's still standing at the end, right? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> By virtue of not dying of alcohol poisoning, our winner is. But see, you, you can't, yeah, you can't have that format because then you, then you lose out on like Jalen and Michael Love and Little Lytle and and those and those kids. Well, sometimes well, sacrifices sure have to be made. Hey, their dads can sign a permission slip, or their dads or can just, just take Tommy the, and Jay just, just their da- sign. <laughs> their, their parents, their parents can just take the shots for them. 
There you oh, go. Oh, man. There you go. <laughs> I like it. Nice. And, and, Dave, and Dave has to hug everybody, I think. Yeah. I mean, it's going to happen either way. Yeah. I would love for Austin to roll a crit hit, and you just bring a shot over to Tommy, and he's like, again? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we also had a, a pretty big event happen. Uh, we had 800 members uh, join our Facebook group today, and it happened on Rusev Day on top of that. Wow. Uh, oh, my goodness. So, point of, point of all that is uh, we have a memory con- uh, favorite memory contest going up. Uh, on our Facebook page, um, where you comment uh, by Sunday. Of course, tonight's Friday night, so I'll probably have this episode up Saturday at some point. Um, but our Facebook page, we've got a little uh, comment contest going on, giving away a Titano Prime and a Floor Colossal. A uh, little piece of wood to go with the uh, bigger pieces of wood that we all want right now. Um, so let's uh, let's hop in and let's talk, Alex. Um, standard question we ask everybody that comes on the show: tell us uh, tell us how long you've been playing Hero Clicks, what you got into, what got you into Hero Clicks, and what's your favorite piece. Uh, I got into Hero Clicks uh, back during Age of Ultron. I started, I think, month two. Um, I was looking for something to do. I didn't really want to get into Pokemon because I'm way too old for that. Didn't want to get into Magic the Gathering because I didn't want to be weird. I don't know. Uh, so then I saw... Call. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so I saw these <laughs> uh, this group playing this superhero game. So it was... Since it was Age of Ultron, it was sealed. So I was able to kind of just hop in and I pretty much lost immediately every single game. But I had a blast doing it. Um, and for my favorite piece, um, for the longest time, and this is going to be really weird, my, the longest time my favorite piece was Artemis from Superman Wonder Woman, uh, the Uncommon. Yeah. Huh. I tried to make her. I tried to make her work, but Punch, it didn't. Punching Nick Fury. Basically, and um, uh, she was probably my favorite piece for a while. She still is, but she's about to retire, which is a little sad. Yeah. Yeah, she did have four range, and she had the uh, she can't be targeted by Outwit or Prob, and uh, she has the only the highest point character modifier attack and damage by plus one, and the damage dealt is penetrating. Unfortunately, she that's uh, cool. Yeah, unfortunately, she uh, that power could be outwitted, and it only lasted for two clicks. She could only be outwitted if she was if they were more points than her or something like that. Yeah, or had the uh, deity keyword. That's true. That too. Yeah. So like at the time when she came out, yeah, I mean there wasn't a lot of things that were directly outwitting her that were higher points, so uh, she was certainly the piece that everyone went, Yay! Oh wait, this probably doesn't work very well. Yeah, and I, I I tried to make it work and that was back when I think the the uh, lanterns were still legal. Yeah. And tried to make it work, but yeah, I was still still quite a bit naive back then. Well, yeah. you can still play her on fun Golden Age Amazon theme teams. Oh yeah, we definitely. Just need, I, we I need like a title to. Wonder Woman who can make like um, generic Amazons come to the field, kind of like Black Panther does with Wakandans and stuff. 
Yeah. So then we can just see Steppenwolf come in and kill them all? Too soon. It, the, the movie came out, like, last year. It's not too soon. It's too soon. <laughs> all right, fair enough. So, I uh, want to spend just a couple minutes, Alex, um, giving you, letting you talk up uh, the Rockland line and what you're doing with that and what you've got coming up and planned for uh, Rockland line over the summer. Yeah, definitely. So, um, as of right now, as of this recording, we currently have the last round of a Winamap going. Um, so, it's Rock Online has been going very well, significantly better than I thought it would be. Um, coming down the pipeline, we're going to have a big... Uh, you can't purchase entry yet because I haven't got it up yet, but uh, June 2nd, I believe. Yeah, June 2nd, basically the first Saturday after rotation, we're going to do a super qualifier. Um, if I can get enough people in interested, um, I might be able to bump it up to a mega super qualifier, which would be our first one on Rock Online. Uh, but I'm really going to gauge it based off of how many people want to play. And so I might do a poll. And if I get over 16 people that want to participate, because it's going to be first post uh, first post rotation online event, it's two weeks before nationals, perfect time to practice your team. Um, I'm hoping I get enough to where we can bump it up to Omega. Nice. Um, and then we've got a lot of events. I'm trying to bring... Uh, Lane is actually going to be helping me down the road uh, with some of the Winamaps because the only thing really limiting me from doing a bunch of events is I am one person and I have, you know, a life, <laughs> family. And so uh, that's really been the only thing keeping me from running events constantly. So Lane is going to actually be helping me run some of the Winamaps and stuff like that, especially come third quarter with when the uh what is it called the sunken city map comes out the one everyone's after right the uh yeah the the whole flooded map right <clears throat> the map to end all maps yeah so the the plan is to run basically a bajillion winter maps during that time because everyone's going to want it and it's a winnable map not a purchasable map that's right that's going to be big. And uh, Clicksoft uh, Classic is going to be the first place to win those on that uh, Saturday. So, good deal. So, I am I think they went really well. Sam uh, got third place in one. Lane's won one. So, it's been pretty sweet. Yeah, basically, every event, I'm tinkering it a little bit more making it a little bit more efficient every time, uh, trying to pick up some uh, ideas here. Hey, this didn't work, this didn't work, this will work. Um, we're talking about maybe trying to do... Um, Howard, I know, wants to do a league at some point, I think would be fun. Uh, we've talked about trying to get sealed working, which could potentially work. We would just do like a video of, hey, you're opening the, we're opening the booster for you, here's what you've got, build your team. Um, but that's stuff that's way down the pipeline. As of now, I'm just trying to run a lot of events to get people all over the country, the world playing, because that's kind of what I'm after. Yeah, nice. That's awesome. So, before we jump into our meta discussion, 
um, Alex, um, Mr. Chomps dropped by this afternoon. Uh, me and him talked for a little bit, and uh, he's after something that's pretty close to your heart. So Mr. Chomps wants to know, would you rather wrestle Mr. Chomps, the nasty-ass wrestling alligator, or would you rather watch your lockjaw, your Con L.E. lockjaw, go on to the Hydraulic Press YouTube channel where it slowly gets pressed under 30 tons of hydraulic pressure. Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, now, on the other hand, before you answer, if it goes onto the big YouTube channel, millions of people would get to see your lockjaw pressed into a tiny little squish. Uh, I would say this close to nationals, no. I would probably wrestle Mr. Chops. I would not let my lockjaw get switched this close to nationals. All right, you heard after it. nationals, maybe. You you heard it here first. Alex Coos will risk life and limb to protect his lockjaw. As I think Mr. Most... Chops is known to eat puppies, after all. I think. Uh... I think as if most of us would risk life and limb at the moment to protect our lock jaws. So. What do you think, Dave? Would you risk uh, your life and limb? Uh, yes, most definitely. Um, I, I would kill for my lock jaw because he's expensive. <laughs> exactly. So, um, let's hop into our post-rotation meta competitive discussion so there's a lot to discuss here so I want to start with um, nationals prep which is going to be at origins mid June Um, half of us on the call are going half of us aren't Um, so I want to start out with top keywords um, with some sample builds and pieces that you would include in those builds. Um, so let's start with our favorite 90s cartoon and let's start with X-Men. So I just... Uh, if anybody wants to jump in about X-Men... I'm thinking chirp chirp. Yeah, chirp <laughs> chirp. <laughs> so, you gotta go with the you gotta go with the Wolverine form, right? Right. Yeah. So uh, your X Men theme is gonna be your Lila Cheney, uh, your fifty point Wolverine, uh, and probably at least two of those. Um, now I think where that could deviate is gonna be. What is that last 175 points? Um, you've got a lot of great options to main force. Uh, you've got Chase, uh, Chase Angel. You've got your shifting focus Deadpool's. Uh, you've even got like your uh, full point uh, Chase uh, Jean Grey. Um, all valid options, even say uh, main forcing a, a brood X at full points or fifty points. Um, so pretty much stuff from the XXS set, the Ellie Lila Cheney, 
Moira McTaggart, <clears throat> and Shifting Focus Deadpools uh, from the Deadpool set. I'm definitely rocking Deadpools if I play an X-Men theme. Yes. I mean, he's just too versatile. He's, I mean, he's not overly powerful, but just like, you know, he can just make the team better, especially Bathrobe Deadpool. Right. So I think here's the discussion point I'd like to have on X-Men. And I want to run your guys' thoughts about this, especially yours, Dave. So Prime Pool is the super hard-to-kill Deadpool, right? Do you forego having Prime Pool so that you can run Prime Professor X as a call-in? I don't know. Um... It depends on how prominent you think the Shredders are going to be in the new format. Because Prime Pool can practically be immune to them. Like, I mean, as far as their pinging, you know? Right. Because, I mean, you come and ping, and if you've already taken them down a couple clicks and you hit him with that pen damage, he can just heal back up the top because you gave him one damage. I mean, like I said, he's not overly strong, but I think just um, he's what keeps a Deadpool... Um, on the map, right? Just from playing him, you know, because there's not really that many healing opportunities for him outside of Prime Pool that I've ever used, or that I can really think of off the top of my head. Right? Yeah. I mean, your other option would be like, uh, you know, just using X Men team ability heals. Um, which right? But but I'm hopefully wanting my actions to you know make things die. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's and not true. potentially taking damage to heal somebody es- else, especially with multiple Wolverines, because you're going to want to be using actions to to kill things. Yeah, or actions to call in things, right? Yeah, that too. Because I mean, you know, gone are the days of the Ultron where it, you can call it in; it don't count against your total. So I mean, <laughs> so you're using at least two with the call in, and you're probably going to have four um, if you got you know, the right kind of pieces on your team with an X-Men theme. I don't know, man. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the Prime Professor X, to be honest with you. What don't you like about him, Dave? I, I just like Deadpool better. <laughs> gotcha. What do you think, Alex? I would have to agree with Dave, to be honest. Uh, Prime Pool, if you're playing Shifty Focus Deadpool, you're playing him because you have Prime Pool, for the most part. Um... I know you wouldn't want to take actions to heal, but he's the perfect X-Men team ability user because he'll heal someone, he'll take damage, potentially, and then he'll heal. So it's kind of a, you know, it's... I I see the potential in Prime Professor X, but if you're going to play Deadpool Shifty Focus, you're going to want the Prime pretty much regardless. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. And I think the the thing is, is that um, Professor X is on the non-Deadpool X-Men swarm for sure. Um, I mean, he is super useful. He does have the leadership for when he comes back out or for the next turn. He's got an 8 range, side blast, 11 attack, 3 damage at 50 points. Um, yeah, but at the same time, that's not like... I don't know. Like, I get that. I just like... He's not... For me, if I'm making an X-Men team, he's not good enough for me to forego Prime Pool. 
he's just not that like paramount to me. Sure. Especially with the way I play, um, for me to forego Deadpool just to have him on an ID card, I would just use another person off an ID. Maybe not as effective, but I just don't feel like he's as well. <laughs> right. I don't know. Maybe I'll change my mind once um, everything else is out and it's only the X-Men IDs. So so let's, uh, I think to round out the X-Men discussion, let's talk about the big bad. Um, possibly the first thing that I can think of since I've been playing that bypassed the Silver Rule uh, first turn immunity. The O thirty five Darwin. Um, I mean, so Dave and Jason, you know, y'all have been playing longer than Alex and I. Has there been anything else on the opponent's force that can break first turn immunity that you're aware of? Didn't didn't Chase Thanos do that for a little while and they stopped it? Yeah, they they errated yeah. him because yeah. he was able to. I guess they made it to where it was targeting. Um, because yeah. it did, I guess in the wording originally, and I'm, I'm just this is coming off the top of my head. Just I'm not looking at it, and I can look at the ruling. But um, I'm pretty sure when the card came out, it didn't say that you targeted it at all. But then because of the way that it screwed you out of first turn immunity, I think they errated it to where that whenever you select their two highest figures, that it does target in order for you to not be able to jerk their team across the map. I I think that's what it was. Yeah, so that yeah. that came in from the that I think that was actually a change to first turn immunity. Uh, uh in the two thousand like thirteen rules. Yeah, to where you couldn't be okay. pla- placed either. Yeah, uh, and that was the same kind of ruling that stopped Hellspot from breaking first turn immunity. Right. So yeah, that that would be it. It's just I mean back then I was definitely not a competitive player. I just know that the local, and it wasn't even Jason at the time, it was a, a local judge at um, a store called Lotus Guardian that used to be here in town, which is what my realm's name is based off of, was he told me that apparently, and I remember because I think I borrowed it from Jason to, to play there one week, and he was like, well, that targets now, or you know, it does whatever, and you can't do it on first turn anymore, so you have to wait a turn. I was like, oh, well, that's fun. <laughs> so, Gotcha. Trial and error. I, I got to learn that one. Yeah. So I think point being, I don't remember anything else that has ever really broke first turn immunity since it's been at least at least as permanently as Darwin could be in in modern age, right? Right. I don't think so either. Not that I can think of. Yeah. So um I think, you know, I think Darwin has a bad day against uh, just kind of deviating into a Darwin discussion. I think Darwin continues. Darwin has a bad matchup in the Darwin mirror as he just keeps taking damage for getting targeted. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) We actually uh, just saw that in the Winamap tonight. Two Darwins going at each other and... They mm. took each other out because they were targeting. Yeah, just pick the power and just whoever gets the more swings in at the other Darwin faster gets the other Darwin killed. Right. Yeah. Well, he also now 
because we were I had discussed this with somebody even though it takes forever shredders can kind of eat Darwin's lunch as well because he only gets to pick during an attack right I mean now you're looking at several turns of having to break away and then sidestep in or sidestep break away and then wait a turn and then sidestep back in and things like that. Like I said, it's going to take forever. And you got to get the shredder across the map and then not be doing other things while you're doing it. Right. And I think but, the problem with that, Dave, is that shredders can just ignore Darwin. So now you have 35 points that are sitting there in the shredder matchup that, just, that are useless, yeah. That, that isn't doing anything. Right. Um, so so if we were to round out our build our example build on X-Men before we head to um, before we head to and I think we'll head to Shredders next because I think that's a good uh, leeway uh, there Um, so I think my example build that I could throw out there um, and this is not optimized, and I'm not giving away other builds that have been sent to me. Um, I want to maintain folks' trust there. Um, so you could easily play uh, Lila, two Super Rare Wolverines, uh, Moira McTaggart, Darwin, 35-point dupe, Shifting Focus Deadpool, one Costed ID, and three Student IDs uh, for 300 points on the nose. I love that. <laughs> yeah, hey, you guys... I just like that's a solid, solid team. I mean, yep. Now, there's, <laughs> I mean, there's obviously the more expensive options in there. If you trade in more Wolverines, trade in more Chase Angels, you know, trade in more Lilas, uh, use the more expensive IDs, right? So let's just call that a middle of the road. Uh, yeah. Build, right? Um, so let's talk, um, let's talk Shredders. Shredders gonna shred. Yeah, I think Shredders need a new taxi. Not a lot of top (laughs) dial Invincible. Uh. (laughs) Right, but lots of, lots of things that, um, that, lots of expendable pogs, right? So Pog Swarm comes back, right? I don't think we have to really talk about Pog swarms, right? Pog swarm comes back, you know. Devil Dino comes back because no Hawkeye exists. So and no Green Arrow either, right? So let's talk Shredders, right? So I think Claw, Mini, Shredder clone, those are your big your big bads, right? Um, <coughs> yeah, the others are just kind of bleh. Yeah, so Shiva doesn't come back. Nobody's going to main force the shark, although. Mm-hmm. I would give, if anybody could win a major size event with a main force shark shredder, they would get a spot on the show. (laughs) (laughs) Not on the sideline, no ocean resurrection on the main force. He starts on your build and you don't sub him out. (laughs) Yeah, you're not using, you don't, yeah, you're not better suiting him at a Majestics event (laughs) just to get on the show or that sort of thing. (laughs) You're, you're playing the shark. So, um, daddy shark, do, 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 do. Only chomp, Jay- chomp, chomp. Only Jason gets that one, I think. Unless Alex I get that. the show. Ba- baby shark? Da- oh, no, that's yeah. a- you know the baby shark? Yeah, dude, I have three kids. 
You know the baby shark do 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 daddy shark do 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 do. Yes. Yeah, I've learned this one with my new nephew, with my two-year-old nephew. Uh, I have also heard of it. Jason, you're just I, weird I, then. Yeah, I don't know. I never, I never had the shark thing. I don't know. I've got two kids. I don't. I don't. I never, I never dealt with the shark thing. I, I just yeah. poured a child a glass of milk, and then she comes up to me with a bottle of Nesquik, and like a look of help, a look of hope in her eyes, like please, please make me chocolate milk. <laughs> oh gosh! So, I'm definitely going to do the shark thing now. Yeah. <laughs> so let's uh, let's talk. Let's talk. Uh, let's talk transporters for sh- uh, shredders. Well, and I think, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no go no, ahead. I think I like the first point. I think I think I think overdrive is not a good play for Nats. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I think he's just become more of a liability now. Agreed. Green Lantern all the way. I like I don't I don't know me and Dan were talking about it we like Pip the troll. Ooh, Pip. Yeah. So with with theme being a thing, with Harley's apartment being a thing, with the Wonder Woman jet being a thing, you put all those together. Your shredders need improved movement elevated. Now only Claw has that. So I think Pip the troll, although he can only carry two. Um, to where Overdrive carries four. Um, he doesn't quite carry as far either, but Shredder Clone can leadership off of him. Um, so let's read Pip the Troll. Pip the Troll, phasing teleport, passenger two, but may carry characters with the wing symbol or that can use Battle Fury. When Pip the Troll is KO, choose a friendly character. Uh, for the rest of the game, that character can use phasing teleport and passenger two. So, I think in my example, right, your Shredder clone, or your even your Mini, or your Claw, right, depending on the situation that happens when Pip dies, now you have a Shredder that is not hindered by any terrain, which is very deadly. And scary, just a bit scary. Just face teleport clone across their carrying Mini, right? (laughs) And then, Surprise! (laughs) <laughs> right, and then they just move, break away, ping something else. Now they have to sidestep. They don't. I'm sorry, they don't have to move when the breakaway when they move. Um, they just have to sidestep, break away. Right. So now they've removed a level of breakaway. Um, you know, unless you're outwitting the phasing teleport, which means they can, they can just use their other powers on their dial that you're neglecting at that point. Yeah, I mean, so I just, mm-hmm. whenever you said that about the, um, and I was reading his card where you were reading it, because uh, admittedly I am behind on the new set. Um, I need to go through it soon. But yeah, that's sweet. Like, that's worth playing him and saving, like, the 15 points where you would, like, a Green Lantern just to get that, um, you know, the phasing pe- teleport passenger, too, on your, you know, big shredder. Yeah. That's cool. And, and I want to give the log jaw because that's what he should have had in the first place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So, I, I think you're. I think what I like to see here uh, on our example build is mini shredder, shredder clone, 
with the Ocean Resurrection, Pip the Troll, and I'm going to say this, it, it pains me to say it, but probably Darwin on the team. That puts you at a solid 250 points. You can add Colossal Retaliators, uh, ID cards, uh, you know, drop Darwin, add Bizarro Green Arrow, um... You know, that it's a fairly easy shell of a team. Um, now, again, with the Mini, the Shredder Clone, the Pip, the ID cards that you'd want to play with this team, uh, that's still a super expensive team. Even, like, if you wanted to play it with uh, an Ironheart, um, who's super great support. We're um, looking at another Chase there. Um... You know any number of the any number of the great support pieces that we have. Um, Alex, what do you think you'd run for support with that last, uh, say, eighty-five points on that team? Uh, Peace Machine's pretty much uh, one of the main staples for Shredders, or it used to be. Um, so he'd he'd still be pretty good for a Peace Machine. Um, otherwise, I don't know. I, I've never been a big Shredder guy, um, I think they've taken a slight hit with the IDs going away because I know Mini Shredder was very popular to call in Green Arrow or Hawkeye to be kind of their range if you're trying to outmaneuver them. And now you're kind of left with, uh, I guess, Iceman and Cyclops. Yeah, um, and uh, Jean Grey. Jean Grey. Yeah. And Jean. That's right, Jean Grey. So um, they're still really good. I- I'd probably go Peace Machine. It- to be honest, especially if you're if you're including Darwin, maybe Darwin and Peace Machine just to kind of screw everybody over. Yeah, that doesn't give you any room for uh, IDs. That's uh, true. But yeah, I mean, 265 points, um, and that leaves you with some super solid options. You know, you can get the all new Wolverine in there. Actually, you can't because all new Wolverine's 100 points. 100 points, yeah. Uh, but, I mean, you got your Cyclops, your Iceman, your Jean Grey. Um, even, like, your uh, Shadowcat would be good with your Shadowcat LE. Um, your Wolverine for healing up close. Right, Wolverine's a great call-out from Shredders. You get the Empower. Um, you know, Peaks. So, Go ahead. Uh, I'm sorry. I had an observation speaking while he was talking about Peaks Machine. So... I'm looking at it, and right now it seems like the meta doesn't have a super amount of tent poles. Am I right on that? As far as like 150 characters or anything like you know Jakeem Unimind, other than Unimind, you know, like right, right. Mm-hmm. Who who are the major tent poles in the meta? Uh, so and I mean, mostly probably your yeah. we we do have a we do have a question about larger than 150. Uh, characters to answer a little bit okay. later. Well, my my basic thing, and I could be wrong because, like I said, I've been kind of out of whack with clicks for the last few weeks. Is um, it seems like the meta's leaning towards multiple lower point type characters. Um, you know, like these X Men teams got like five, six people on them, right? So, and none of the new call ins at the point values of these teams are rocking more than three damage in the first place. So there's no, like, 
so like I don't know, Peace Machine is is hit and miss because like you know he's I don't know. Uh, what I'm trying to say is that the three damage thing is interesting because you know like you're calling out the Wolverine and he's doing three damage. You're calling out Cyclops and he's doing three damage. You're calling out you know things like that. So it could negate things like all the um, the perplexes and things like that from the X Men theme teams. Um, you know, like you're not jumping up to like five. You're, you're still only putting like three and things like that. I, I don't know. Right. Um, and I think what what I like about the shift is that Peace Machine's not Nighthawk. Um, so at least when you're running Shredders in the new the new format or the new uh, modern, is you got to remember at least people can put their perplexes into attack. Um, mm-hmm. So there's a good chance that they're going to be able to hit you, um, you know, three damage at a time after your toughness and whatnot. Right. Uh, that that was another point is that, like, at least you're keeping it down to three with Beast Machine still. Yeah. Because there's a lot of support in the meta right now, too. And Shredders can take, what, uh, three clicks three times before they even have to be reset. Well, so I think at least with Claw... Right, and this is an important note that I've thought about with Claw, with Peace Machine on the board. It's it's three, um, would take four or more, they take three instead. So, right, right. So, Claw, you still hit him for four damage. He still takes three, right. He takes the one, two, three, then he takes one, two, one, two, three, resets... Then he can take one, two, three, one, two, three, and then he's dead. I know, but that's still quite a bit of slogging through a guy, you know? Right. So, I mean, at least from an example, you're not, you know, six damage side blasting him, but from a Wolverine flurry perspective, you're still able to um, consistently run through his dial, is what I'm trying to say. Right, right. Which I think, which I think is important. Um in thinking about Shredders, and I think if if I'd have put all of that together, uh, Shredders have taken just a skosh of a hit overall. I mean, I still think they're... If you have them and don't know what else to play, I still think they can be solid. Yeah. So if you were, like, say, Tier 1, um, you know, maybe they're, like, Tier 1.2. Yeah, yeah. I, I would say that. I agree with that. I mean, if you spent the money for your mini shredder, your claw shredder, your clone, and the shark, and you know you've invested a lot of money in that setup, I I, I couldn't fault you for going and playing it. And it's still solid. Yeah. It's just um a lot of the stuff that. Well, I don't know because do you really want to put it at one point two? Because one of its major advantages that it had before rotation was we still have things like. Green Arrow and things like that that it can call out. Whereas now you're looking at what Cyclops, Wolverine, Iceman. Um, the Iceman is so, iffy, so depending you, on positioning. So <laughs> yeah, so I don't. I think I would still give it a big because it's ninety points. So it can still t- call out the big Professor X, the the big the big Brute X. Yeah. Um, full yeah. point Jean Grey. Full point Jean Grey. Um. I'm just looking here. There was the, uh, I want to say, she can call out reliably um, the Ellie Shadowcat. But, I mean, none of them are, 
boxing Superman. Um, none of them are Green Arrow. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So like, so maybe the point they're, there, they're Jay, decent. So but maybe, maybe the point there is. Um, look at their dials and start using their dials more. Well, I mean, I, I think, and I think I can speak for Sam when I say that whenever I played them, I did. Right. Um, I'm just saying, um, not comparatively to the same meta, but comparatively to the meta we have now, mm-hmm. they're not going to be as powerful as they are right now a few months from now. Right. And I, I, I would also add in while Pip the Troll is solving their equation, I think Overdrive, before we found a solution for Overdrive, was better, mostly because he had the option of sidestepping. So you would easily be able to get rid of a Colin because he would sidestep you back, and then Minnie would sidestep away, and now you're outside of six. So if you're with Pip, that's now an action to get you away to get rid of the Colin. So a little bit more finesse is going to be needed. Definitely. you got to utilize your actions better. Yeah. Um, which is an important segue. So I think um, nearly all of the teams for Nationals, leadership is key. Yeah, more actions equals uh, more fun. Yeah, I mean, you, I, I mean, every one of these teams that we discussed tonight need at some point four actions in a turn. Yeah. Uh, I mean, certainly the first two that we've talked about, and uh, the next ones that we're going to be talking about uh, will need that leadership. Um, I would say leadership moved up from a bottom third power to a top twenty-five percent standard power with the new rules. Yeah, um, I mean, never has it been, especially like what I was saying earlier with. These teams just seem so big compared to teams we've seen before, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it used to be what, uh, like your your championship team, Unimine, Nighthawk, some Colossal Retaliators, right? You know, and it's like now there's like five, six dudes on the map if you want to play a theme, which theme is actually a thing right now. So that's what they were trying to do. They did a good job of that, and then with the leadership, like you said, it's just like if I'm playing, if you're playing it, and I'm not. You've got all these guys, and they're all sinking in more actions per turn than what I can do. Right. And eventually and, the dice are going to fall the right way. Yeah. And you've got a you got a 20-point figure that can now leadership a 200-point figure, which wasn't the case <laughs> yeah. before. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the token removal is just so much better now. Right, and, and I think it's what's such... neat is that, like, with the, with, um... You know, Shredder Clone keeps it for two clicks. The X-Men have it traded. So it's, it's you know, your Wolverine that takes a hit isn't lo- losing his leadership. I get that it can be outwitted, but they have an entire dial of it. Right, and and like we were saying, um, the, the fun in the, the X-Men secret sauce is that you can play more than one of those Wolverines, and it's disgusting. Right. And your call-in Wolver and your call-in X-Men figures are doing the leadership as well. Yep. Now I think that's a little bit of a bump um, for some of the Shredder teams being able to call out the larger X-Men, especially like Brood X, because he can then take a token off a of Shredder clone as well, and then Shredder clone can 
leadership mini shred mini shredder sorry you know uh, shredder clone on that team that we talked about can leadership pip the troll can leadership peace machine um brood x can leadership pip peace um you know all of those things you've got to take in account with your positioning with during your practice is that if you want to get that next turn leadership um, all of that stuff is key so um, it's funny you mentioned Groot so I think let's go into talking about that monster of a figure <laughs> please, please tell me somebody got that joke it's a good segue. In the yeah. biz, they call that a good segue. Yeah, yeah. We're 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 not afraid of doing super obvious segues. Um. So monster. Um. You know, PJ Bolin, our boy, has uh, successfully piloted two different monster theme teams pre-rotation. Um. I don't think the monster is going to be a big deal um, with the Shredders as much as I think we're going to see our boy Gobby King come back and maybe win another June event. What do we think? Maybe? No? Nobody. Uh, Goblin King and then Goblin King and Bizarro Green Arrow and Carnage. He's, he's and got a he's got a roll hot man. He does. So so Dave, so what we're talking about um, would be your one seventy five Goblin King with the return of the Bizarro Green Arrow. I mean, that's uh, okay. So not knocking it because it is good, but I'll. Like one of the best and most prominent callouts in the meta right now is a close combat piece. <laughs> so, um, I mean, it's not bad because Bizarre Green Arrow is what fifty points. Yeah, yeah. So he can call out, you know, super rare Cyclops and super rare Wolverine, Wolverine and yeah. So and, and no, that ain't bad. And, yeah, yeah. So you're going to use him as an ID card battery because of the fall off and the point value of the actual ID card pieces coming out? Uh, yeah, you could, right? And the fact that Hawkeye's gone means that Bizarro Green Arrow can soak up those hits. That's true. Um, so I think the... Uh, you know, I don't know if there's really a lot to talk about in detail here. Um, Alex, do you have any particular thoughts... Um, on the Goblin King, Bizarro, Green Arrow? Um, for Monster Theme in general, the one figure that kind of, I wouldn't say scares me the most, but Surtur is going to be a thing. Yeah. Since he's probably one of the only can't use, I get around your crap figures, him being Monster Theme, I think he has the Monster keyword. He does, so he does. He's, he's going to see some play for sure. Just, uh, you hit me, alright, well, it went to Bizarre Green Arrow, here comes Surtur. Or, <laughs> I like it. Or, or, here, or here's the big thing, right? Second, first turn I pass, right? Well, second turn, that old Darwin's out there. <laughs> and you're Goblin King, gotcha. I, I pick Perplex, 
I perplex him up, send him over, boom. That's a toasted Darwin. You've just lost 35 points to my 25. Now I can pick powers freely. You better hope you can get across that map and put Bizarre Green Arrow next to your Surter so we don't get killed next turn. Right. And, you know, here's the thing, is that, so I've also heard, you know, quite a bit of, you know, what happens if you are able to kill Surter before, um, before second turn, right? Or like, so if you're if you're playing X Men theme versus monster theme team, the the number of themes are about the same. So I think it's a fifty fifty shot, right? My plus five monster to your plus five X Man, I win map normally. Your Darwin's hosed. Now is uh, now I think the other question is Surter uh, unique? Do we know off the top of our head? Uh, no, I was no, about no. to ask he's, that question. He, he's, <laughs> not. He's, he's not. He's not. So you might yeah, as well you can, run you can, multiples because you still got fifty points left. Yeah, and I mean, you stick him on the board. He's now going to be one of your main targets because he's too dangerous. He can, in the right scenario, he could one shot Unimind. Right. Which is scary for a Unimind player. Right. So, yeah, I know it. Trust me, it it totally is right. Uh, it, you made you made me chill just a little bit thinking about it. Being uh, <laughs> how much I love Unimind, um, but you know, I think so. <clears throat> so let's go into our sample team that I've put together here, um, based on what we've talked about. Uh, I'm just finishing up the clicking. Uh, add the peas. Add the Surter. Um, so I think you can play Bizarro Green Arrow, Goblin King at 175, Surter, a Groot, a Carnage, and four ID cards. Wow, not even going with the Symbiote. Ah, uh, yeah, maybe. I mean, you can. Then here's the thing: you could drop the Carnage, do uh, four IDs, and a Symbiote. Uh, you might want to do uh, Symbiote and Asgardian Shield, maybe? Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. I like it. Yeah. yeah. That could be gross, man. I wouldn't want to play it. <laughs> if I saw no, it across the table, I would be very annoyed. Well. I know what I'm playing in my next Rock Online. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get it. I'll get it loaded now. I'll go ahead and put. It All right, through. go ahead, man. <laughs> that could be fun, man. I'll tell you what. So I think. Um, so uh, Groot, and that's what plus five theme. Uh, one, two, three, four. Uh, four with okay. with the with the four IDs. That's not bad. And keep in mind, Bizarro Green Arrow can do a lot of your um, ID card call-ins. Oh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, great Goblin King can do his own work, right? He can he can shoot and punch and stuff, right? He, he right. Ha- he has those capabilities. Um, and um, you know, Asgard Shield's great. Symbiote's great. Um, so here's a here's a question for you guys: If you're playing Groot in this scenario, do you risk giving the opposing team? 
uh, Dr. Leslie Evans' uh, outwit figure? Because Goblin King's susceptible to outwit in this scenario. Um, absolutely. Yeah, he's really slow. Like, was he, it five he, movement? He's really slow. Uh, he's easy enough to kill. But the walking woods that you get in return are just, I can't, I say it again, are unbelievably phenomenal. Sidestep, flurry, plasticity, shape change. You just can't ask for anything more for zero points. Yeah, they're, I love all those powers. <laughs> like, I do. Like, if you're just like, I'm going to give you, how many do you get? Two or three? Two. Two, two, yeah. two. To start out guys. with. Oh, I love. And it. then if and then if you retaliate and hit, you get more. Like, oh my. Mm. Yeah. And the and, great thing is they're plasticity, so they're gonna have to hit them if they want to get away from them. And, and so what? What is great too? And I think we talked about this on the last show, and I think it bears mentioning again, is that the walking wood gets generated next to Groot. Not like Carnage, where it gets generated next to the character that they hit. So you can hit somebody in front of Groot, generate the claw, generate the bystander behind you. He flurries your buddy behind him. Oh my god, this guy's gonna be so expensive. <laughs> yeah, he's just he's, he's phenomenal. Yep. Yeah, and it's and it's yeah. good. You won't have those carnage scenarios where you kill the person and you're like, well, well, all right, well, I killed him. Well, I guess but... I guess the symbiote guy will just stay over here then. Yeah. <laughs> but then again, you're really not like that upset because you're like, oh damn, I killed your guy. Right. <laughs> right, but it's always fun to put a little symbiote out on the map with like shape change super senses and blades and stuff, man. Yeah, but you can put out a walking yeah. wood that has. Super flurry, super sense. Uh, I'm sorry, shape change, flurry, sidestep, and flurry, and plasticity. Yeah. So yeah. it's like it's like a group pog. It's like a symbiote pog, but better because he sidesteps on his own and doesn't have to take actions on his own to move. How do you think he will be as prominent as Carnage was, like at Rock Cup? Uh, if you had to put me to the answer right now, I would say yes. So is uh, is Goblin King your only really is your only bill with monster or would you play could you play something else? Like, <sighs> could you get like hundred even... like hundred point carnage maybe? So, no, <laughs> you know. So no, I, I Dave, I would think you know based on you know folks are telling us the meta's wide open, right? A hundred point Gobby or a hundred point. Uh, Carnage did make top 16 at Rock Cup in this current meta. I'm going to play Abominable Snowman. (laughs) You know that's... Okay. um, But as a a little bit more serious answer, um, you know, two Carnages at 100, Bizarre Green Arrow, a Groot, a 10-point Carnage, ID cards, um would be super hard to deal with. Um, this may be my chance to play Rat King on a, on a monster team. But don't also forget, uh, 150 point Skeets is a monster. Oh, yeah. 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 True, true. 
and he is a nightmare to handle with the three stop clicks on his da- uh, on his damage power. You know what monster would have really loved these guys? Shumagora. <laughs> he would have loved Bizarro Green Arrow. They would have been best friends. They that won Canadian Nationals last year, Dave. No, I'm just. Oh, did it? Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't pay attention to Canada. No. <laughs> I love you, Dave. I'm, dude. I'm so out of it right now. Adam, Adam, <laughs> Adam, Adam Cole just sh- uh, shivered in his boots because you uh, did, forgot about forgot his, about him. Forgot about his win. I mean, honestly, I didn't even think about it because it was uh, Shumagora. I just like the Trump wig. That is true. So if we were to talk about a Bizarro Green Arrow Skeets build, right? Bizarro Green Arrow now can carry Skeets when he's tiny. Um, I don't know. Um, Alex, you could even play uh, a 100-point Carnage with that pretty easily. Yeah. Skeets, I think you're going to see some people surprise us with Skeets because he's hard to take out. And it'll probably end up being Lane, because I know Lane loves Skeets. So. Well, and and Skeets is cheap. Mm-hmm. Right? He's a he's a three dollar mm-hmm. LE that you should have gotten from a weekly event, right? <coughs> um, now he can't call out anything that spectacular. He is great support for what he does for what he can call out. Um, there's really nothing that, that you couldn't call out at 90 that you can call out at 115, like, off the top of my head. Um, that's X-Men related. But uh, I'll know Wolverine. That's yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, but he really doesn't support her that well. Does she even shoot? I don't even think she shoots. No, she shoot. doesn't. But No, she shoots no. But you get her out. That's just another option. You get a pog. You get a free pog out of her too. That has to die twice. But that's right. Um. So you know what? Just just drop Gobby and your IDs and just play Worldbreaker Hulk. <laughs> that's yeah. not crazy. I mean, <laughs> just just be the person that plays the freaking Hulk. <laughs> Dave, See, Dave, you were talking. You were talking earlier about. You know, uh, most teens being smaller, I think in the new meta, teens are going to get bigger, like bigger points, because Green Arrow's gone. And that was the main, like, Hulk wasn't going to be played because Green Arrow can take him down to almost his last click in one shot. Um, you don't have that anymore outside of Surtur. So let me just go ahead and just answer that question. Um, because Hulk was viable with uh, the current meta. Uh, because his uh, his stop click is in his damage slot. Did somebody play him at nationals last year? Uh, they played him in. Uh, they played Man Thing in Canadian nationals. Um, uh, yeah, somebody and you play him with the Doctor Strange that heals him. Uh, somebody mm-hmm. did. Um, so yeah, he, he so, did, yeah, he's that's totally doable, right? Uh, two hundred point Hulk. I think you can still play it with Bizarro Green Arrow, uh, a couple a Groot and a Carnage and some IDs. Yeah. <laughs> so so before we go into our last two theme teams, um, let's just talk about the question that we've got from somebody. Um, I don't want to like try to go through everybody's name on here. You asked about one seventy five ID cards. 
Um, I don't want to talk all night. Um, so your big figures, Dave, um, and and I think the the idea of this big figure question is folks want to call out the big Iceman. Um, at, at 175 so there was a couple of folks that I wanted to mention on here um, <clears throat> I think uh, your your Deadpool jet uh, can be a good one um, don't discount our Odin the D at 175 ooh yeah um your Goblin King at 175, obviously. Your Big Boy Hulk at 200. Um, and there was one other... Uh, Grail uh, would be one of my fringe answers at 175. So Grail could actually stay alive pretty well uh, if she heals. Uh, but she can also be ran through pretty quickly. So Grail's my fringe answer. Uh... Deadpool, uh, Jet, Hulk, and Goblin King are my bigger answers to call out uh, 175 Iceman. So, now we've talked about Bizarre Green Arrow at length. Um, what I want to talk about next is Space. The cosmos, the cosmic. Now, Bork. I think it's time we can start talking about some Borks. Bork. Now, I don't want the entire discussion to be about Borks. Bork. Um, because there's <laughs> a right. lot. There's a lot of other good things beside the Bork. And Bork. What I want to talk about is how good Mjolnir is with Star Fox as a blue flame on Unimind with Moondragon having Flurry and 8 range um, with Star Fox having the same thing on the main dial um, Photon having it uh, and Photon being a pog killer um, all of these pieces that we've talked about are great build with Cosmic um, and with Mjolnir on board. Um, now, I think that's pretty much it, right? But that gets around your Bizarro Green Arrow problem um, 100%, right? Like, the monster theme team, I think, just loses to the cosmic theme team. Map-dependent, who wins map, roles-dependent, placement positioning, player-dependent, right? Lots of, Always lots of factors. But your cosmic theme with a Mjolnir is a pretty good chance of being able to out-flurry the other monster Bizarro Green Arrow team. And uh, don't forget, it also gets around uh, Beta Ray, who's getting very yep. popular as well. Yeah. Bork? <laughs> and Dave, I... I <laughs> Sorry. Know, I, know, I love the Bork. 
I know you're <laughs> busting at the seams. Uh, I'm not going to let you mention it yet. I'm going to make you hold it in. Um, Unseen gives you that cosmic outwit that we just talked about uh, on our last episode. We went over him in detail. Uh, Groot, you know, gosh dang it, Groot's freaking awesome. I mean, if you only had the X Men keyword, right? Oh my God, get out of here! Blasphemy! I am X Men. <laughs> I mean, he when he's not on a theme team with Guardians of the Galaxy, I mean, he's got eleven for eighteen with three damage. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's too bad uh, that Magneto Chase is retiring, right? Because he could make Groot an X Man. <laughs> <laughs> I am Groot. <laughs> I mean, you can still do that for a little bit right before rotation, right? One weekend. One weekend, Woo! yeah. That one weekend, baby. <laughs> what weekend is that going to be? <laughs> P- PJ's, PJ's Super PJ's event. Oh, of course, the one I can't go to because I work on a Sunday. Maybe I'm going to have to get off for that. You should get off of that and come up with us. Groot is just... X-Man now? Yeah, it's just uh, I was not expecting Groot to be this way. Like the whole, I think pretty much the whole set had been revealed for the yeah. most part, and Groot. we knew Groot was going to be there. Yeah, Groot was the last one for sure. And then I was like, ah, it's going to be Groot. He's going to be like the one from Thor. He's going to be do some <laughs> cool things. And then you see him, and I was like, no, there's no way you did this. Whiz this guy's meta out. as hell. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I, it's just and the fact that he's not unique. The bystanders aren't unique. Um, it just blows my mind how much you get for that twenty points with the leadership. Um, you know, and you've also got just all this cosmic stuff that we've got. You got the infinity. You've got the eternity. Um, you know, you've got. Like you said, Beta Ray Bill gets around the flurry Mjolnir gets get you know, but all of those things that we've just talked about with Beta Ray Bill, like a Beta Ray Moon Dragon Groot build, um, you know those that's super solid. Um, you know you can't really count on everybody having a flurry Mjolnir. But just know that that's a thing that can happen. Um, your skyscraper Wonder Woman goes through the blocking. Um, extremely useful piece there. Um, I think that's about the only cosmic um, DC piece worth mentioning. Um, a lot of these teams are overwhelmingly Marvel. Well, I mean, the one thing we can say is like... How awesome is it that we've just had two sets back-to-back, right? And their main keywords coming out of the sets, X-Men and Cosmic, are not only, like, yielding good figures, but yielding meta potential. So, like, you know, how many sets have we seen, like, um, where the main thing, like, how many X-Men theme teams did you see Whenever freaking, um, hell, what, Uncanny? Was that it? Yeah. When Uncanny X-Men came out? How many X-Men themes did you see out there? Not not None. a lot. 
Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much right? none, right? None. When Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy came out, how many cosmic teams did you see being played? Like, none. But now you're seeing theme teams that are competitive. Now, not all the things are coming exclusively from these sets, and the ID cards and the Colossal Retaliators help a whole lot. But, like, whenever Thor came out, you didn't see a whole lot of Asgardian theme teams. Now, you did see a few, but they weren't all top-tier teams. But, like, you're just seeing, like, hey, a new set comes out. Cosmic is huge. Hey, a new set comes out. Uh, X-Men is huge now. I just kind of hope that keeps up. Because then one day we could get to where we go to worlds and it's full of freaking theme teams that make sense. You know? Right. Isn't that ultimately what what every, like, comic book nerd and player of this game really wants deep down? Yeah. It could be this year. It could be this year, Dave. Right. And I mean... That one guy who plays at everybody's venue or whatever that doesn't like to play competitive, but he comes every week to play a theme team, well, now he can do both. And not only is it, you know, good, it's also, like, acceptable. You're not the weird guy anymore. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm sure, I'll just go ahead and say it, I'm sure our folks on Realms will figure out a way to poo-poo on it. Well, I mean, and, and like you were saying before we started, these teams are pricey. Right. Like, mm-hmm. they're going to be expensive. I mean, Carnage went to 80 bucks when he was new. I imagine Groot will be about the same or more. Right. I no. mean, with good cause, you're going to want one. Yeah, I agree. So, our last theme team to talk about before we get into um, our question thread, uh, Avengers. Um. And and I'll ask the three of you guys this before I reveal what I'm what I'm talking about. Have you guys thought about Avengers being a meta theme team at this point? Um, in that Wasp title, a little bit, yeah. I mean, so look, not look, a whole lot, look, look, but that's because look, I don't know the new set. Let me correction. Let me ask Alex since you're since Alex is in our our group chat. Um. Sort of. They still don't really have a good taxi. Okay, so um, you you tell me. I just and this is not. There's no right or wrong answer here. I'm not saying this to like trap you into some sort of equation. I feel or trapped. What, yeah, I feel trapped right now. You you probably should. What what do you think would be meta that's Avengers currently? Currently, I think both title figures from Avengers Affinity are meta potential. I know the. The cap is really good. Wasp is very good. You can almost build a meta team probably out of Wasp figures. The title Wasp, the uh, the Fast Forces Giant Girl, the Giant Girl from Avengers Infinity. You can almost make a team out of her. Um, so, so how how many of those things would you play? Obviously, you can only play one title Wasp. Um, how many of the other giant booty women would you play that mm, that's tricky because how uh how much is the fast forces 50 points uh 50 or 50 or 10 um mm. and none of this is unique other than uh the title one obviously i would probably fill it with 
two or three of the fast forces, perhaps, and then fill in with the rest of the uh, just with the giant girl at whatever. I basically pick out which uh, the one that you could choose the the click you start on for every ten points. I would find the decent clicks and I guess fill it in with that. I don't know. That's kind of rough to think about with because uh, of Tidal Wasp and her ultimate ability and all her other abilities. That's I, it's one of those scenarios when I saw Infinity, I was like, there's a lot of potential here where smarter people than myself will probably figure it out faster than I do. <laughs> so so I, I, I think, one, don't discount yourself. Um, two, I think you're on the right track. Um, so we've got a lot of things that have Avengers keyword. Um, the giant girl... Obviously, none of those being unique. At 10 points, um, I don't know, why not run 15 of her? <laughs> Give me, Tell me a reason why you shouldn't, Alex. Uh, 15 of the fast forces? No, 15 of the uh, giant girl that can attack oh. anybody at 10 points. That is the fast forces. No, I'm yeah, sorry, 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 sorry. The 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 main the main set one. Sorry. Uh, I was gonna say if it's the fast forces one, I don't have that kind of money to buy that many fast forces. No. Uh, wait. <laughs> but, uh, what did I miss? What did I, ten point what? Ten, ten point giant girl uh, can attack normally. Uh, she can also power action colossal retaliate. Uh, the giant girl from the Fast Forces can free action Colossal Retaliate in addition to any other Colossal Retaliations. Um, the giant man with the big airplane shield has is 15 points. He can do his free action Colossal Retaliate. Tidal Wasp can then shrink them down, uh, at least the Colossal Retaliator ones, and then they can punch normally. Or you can run your giant girl at 50. Um... Does she still have the Colossal Retaliation at 50? That's just on, throughout her whole dial, right? I believe so. I'd have to check. Yeah. So you're telling me I can run an entire team of giant Colossal people and it can actually be meta-viable if yes. you practice it well enough? I uh, love it. With, what a, day, what a gone, time to yeah. be alive. What a time to be alive. <laughs> now, to be fair, you would have to collect like 15 of the main set giant girls and buy like three fast forces, get the title one, and then you'd have well, your, your Wolverine, your Cyclops, uh, your Iceman, not your Iceman, your Wolverine, your Cyclops, your Professor X IDs, that sort of thing. Well, luckily I know some guys, you know what I mean? No. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, you're going to have to try to get like 15 of them, right? But then you've got like a plus 18, 19 theme team, that's Avengers. So your winning map... And I've got theme team probs because it's named. Correct. <laughs> right. And your your starting well, zone's basically going to be next to each other at that point. So. Oh, I know. Yeah. Touch me! I dare you to touch me. You even sneeze in my direction, I'm going to retaliate on you so hard. I mean, what else can you play with that? Like, I mean, you can play like uh, I don't know what about common Captain America from Avengers Defenders, and it takes tokens off all Avengers within his range when he hits a six. <laughs> Didn't didn't the other the ones from the Fast Forces from one of the sets like be like oh if you're with an Avenger they get this or you get this or whatever? Uh, the short answer is yes. I'm there's all that shit for Avengers available. 
That, that could be the, fun. You got the Hydra cap, which is expensive, but he gives all the Avengers the Hydra team ability. Yeah. That's true. I mean, that's good. That means you're getting shot. <laughs> Why well, have energy and shield? I- yeah, well, I have like six guys who can see. <laughs> Suck it. Suck it. Yeah, I mean, and you're talking about like if you use the Star Trek map, um, you're, you're talking about being a, a third of the way across the map without having to worry about getting KO'd. Because you are a plus 22. Like, literally nobody's going to beat you. <laughs> and if anybody else is running the mirror, they're not going to put themselves on a map that would get them KO'd. Because, you know, they wouldn't want to get KO'd either. Um, so it's possible at Nationals you could see somebody carrying a bucket full of uh, big-ass wasps. Like, what, what's the best map? Is there, like, what about that Mirror Island map with the starting zones that are really small and out far anyway? Right, so let's just talk about, let's just segue into maps for Nationals. Um, that's kind of the last thing I want to talk about on our agenda. Um, so you are segueing the shit out of that, Jason. <laughs> yeah! Um, so, uh, you know what, before we go to maps, I just want to say, Dave... Mention your piece. Oh, uh, Lockjaw? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I uh, just love him. I just want to say that we talked about uh, seven, eight, nine builds, guys, without Lockjaw being on them. Yeah, we kind of brushed over Cosmic, I feel like. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, you know, I think to just kind of put a pin in that real quick, Lockjaw with any of those Cosmic builds is super freaking awesome. Uh, I, yeah. don't, I don't think we have to tell anybody why. Bork, bork. Bork, bork. Um, if, if, if you want us to do a segment on Lockjaw, Dave and I will be happy to record a hour-long <laughs> episode about why we love Lockjaw. And heck, Alex, well, just... and heck, Alex will have you back since you have a Lockjaw. Oh, good. I was afraid I was um, going to have to play main board uh, Shark Shredder in order to come back to I'm, I'm totally <laughs> sad now. Sorry, Jason. Why? You, you don't get to talk oh, about Lockjaw. No. I'm totally sad <laughs> the, lone, the one man on this episode who doesn't have a Lockjaw. Oh, I'm just uh, I'm just riding a Lockjaw high at this point, Jason. Yes, I, I, I'm, I'm well aware you are. Dan, do I need to get you my log job before Alabama? Yes, you do, actually. Is Lane going to play it? Yeah, I think so. Gas! We gave away a piece on Lane's build. (laughs) Lock John, four skeets. Bork, 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 bork! Oh, my gosh. (laughs) That's how I'm going to exclusively communicate with my opponents at Origins, is in borks. Bork. Bork, bork. Um... Alright, so I'm pulling up the Heroclix Atlas. We don't know what the map is going to look like yet from Avengers Affinity. Um, So obviously we've got maps from Civil War um, Ford, uh, right? So we got Civil War, Superior, Spider-Man, right? Um, So let's talk about Civil War maps. Um... I don't know if I really want to go through all of these um, one by one, but Stanford Outdoor is a really great map. Um, and all of the uh, WizKids exclusive maps are still legal, right? 
and then the two yeah. the two buyable special ones, the train yard and the other one on the other side of it. Um you know I don't see um I don't see Bank Heist from Spider Man getting a lot of use. Uh, if you guys have the HeroClix Atlas thread pulled up, feel free to comment. Um, um, I think the ke- uh, you mentioned Civil War, the chemical plant. I've played that a few times against Shredders. Because mm-hmm. you could just you can hang out on one of the little corner alcoves, and they'll never be able to walk up to you, and you could just take pot shots at them. Yeah, that's true. Um, I like that idea. Um, feel free to tell me I'm wrong at any point, Alex. Um, the friendly neighborhood, I could see that being used for unseen teams. Obviously, it's one of the few elevated maps that we have. Um, Speakeasy's banned. Um, Cargo Plane, is Cargo Plane banned? I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. No. So, um, Cargo Plane um, is one of the few open-air maps left if you need to activate a character for any reason. Um, That can be useful for plenty of builds. Uh, Um, It is legal. Cargo Plane is legal. Yeah, Speakeasy's not right because it's got the trap door thing. Yeah, Yeah, Speakeasy, Dark Dimension... um... Those are going to be the only ones from Marvel that aren't going to be legal. Yeah. Uh, actually, those are the those only, are only ones at all. Period. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, unless there's something in Infinity that's illegal, right? Which we don't know. Yeah. That. We don't know that yet. So, um, Ace Chemicals from Joker's Wild. Lots of elevated on that map. I like that. Um. You know, I think. Uh, Wakakanda, still a super solid map. Um, and it kind of kind of touched on it just a little bit. Your Unimine team that picks stealth from Cersei, super useful on this map. Mm-hmm. It's got some water for your floors to heal in. Um, you know, that's another thing we didn't even talk about on Cosmic, right? Yeah, Flores. Uh, Flores, yeah. right. You know, I don't want to, I don't think we're, we want to badger people with stuff that they should already know. Um, well, maybe that's not the right way to say that, but... Um, we could probably do a whole episode on Cosmic, really. Yeah, we could do an entire episode on Lockjaws and, and Cosmic. But, I mean, that's the gist of it, right? Um, you know... Uh, we might we might want to expend it. We might want to. We have another episode. We have plenty of time for another episode between now and Origins too. So, um. I, th- I, th- I would say that is the only knock I could give Groot, is that he is now making it where I play two less Floras on my team. <laughs> and that's like one of those things. Is like, oh no. I know. It's a, I can't. I can't cry about it. But. Right. It's like, uh, I'm still okay with this. Um, Avengers Island. Um, I like this map for your multiple floras. They have the water in the corners, but you have the elevated to protect your team as well. 
as you can hide them behind that as your florist pack them into the water. Um, the Runaways base, that's still a super solid map with the blocking on it. Um, I, I love all the What If maps. Uh, Avengers Unity Rooftop, very compelling. Arthur's Castle is another one of your anti-shredder maps. Um, Anti-overdrive maps. Um, but not with Pip the Troll, right? Nope. <laughs> Pip doesn't give a shit about that. Um, all of the printed uh, neoprene can maps, they're all solid. I still love the parking garage. Um, that's another one of your polarizing um, kind of anti-shredder maps as well. Oh man, Nick Fury maps are gone away. Goodbye, Mount Olympus, as I scroll through the thread on Realms. Goodbye, Danny the Street. Goodbye, Baxter's Lab. Goodbye, Gene so, Grey School. One time I was playing uh, Danny the Street in Iraq against PJ, and we were playing the map. And we didn't realize till after we were already done playing that we didn't roll one Danny the Street freaking roll for the entire match on either side. <laughs> like, we were like, oh, crap. Like, PJ's like, oh, my God, we were on Danny the Street this whole time. And, like, it probably would have impacted our match huge because we were both playing Shredders. But, like, since we both kind of brain farted it, we just, like, were like, okay, well, that happened. <laughs> you know? But I was just like, oh my yeah. goodness. Right. Um, you know, the uh, the other thing that I like is keep moving on through here. Wonder Woman Barn. Uh, while the Magneto trick's gone, your Colossals shooting you a hole into uh, Wonder Woman Barn or punching a hole um, and having your folks fly into there as a last resort. Um... It is not a bad idea at all. Um, with Cosmic Spider-Man going away, with um, with um, Hulk going away, um, at least on the ID cards, and especially if they don't pack Colossus ID. Um, any thoughts on the High Noon Saloon? Any thoughts on the junkyard being useful with the mud pits? Anytime you can have a fight in the saloon is a good time. Yeah, I think anytime you can slog it out <laughs> in the mud, you have a good time as well. Right? I, I love that scene from the animated uh, movies that they did of The Dark Knight Returns. Have you seen that? I have not watched that, but I've heard that it's, it's <clears> good. He basically was like wrecking this like big mutant. He's like, "This isn't a mud pit. This is like a operating table or something." Just like, starts, oh like, yeah, breaking like this dude's bones, man. Just like surgically, just like destroying him little by little. It's it was sweet. It's a great scene. Yeah, I need to watch that one. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the Dark Knight Returns. They did the animated um, films. I'd say twenty thirteen, twenty fourteen. And they were really good. Both, um, there's two parts to it, and they're both good. And Peter Weller does the voice of, like, old Batman. Nice. Um, 
Thor mask. That's that's RoboCop. Oh, that's right. <laughs> For those not in the know, yeah. <laughs> that's right. Uh, Thor maps. I don't really see anything super useful on the Thor maps as far as being overwhelming for any of the teams that we've discussed today. Unless you make a team solely based on knockback potential. Right, and then the Jotunheim <laughs> Lake's pretty cool. If you, win na- yeah. if, you win, if you win nationals with knockback and Jotunheim Lake being your main strategy, you've earned a spot on the show. <laughs> Chris Pot 5. <Yeah>. Right? <laughs> That would have been a really awesome map back in the Book of the Skull days. You know, you say that now, but once Unimine gets Pulse Wave this coming November, December, I'm going to be playing it with Thunderstrike. I did say... (laughs) To be fair, I did say Nationals. Okay. True, true. Uh, U.S. Nationals. I'll clarify even further. That that's a thing later in the year. I agree. Um, so the other big one here, Harley's apartment. Um, Harley's apartment with the Wonder Woman jet. If you don't have improved movement elevated, you are hosed. I uh, in Lexington two weekends ago. I played against an overdrive team that did not have improved movement elevated. Uh, he made two attacks the whole game. And that, my friends, is why if you play Shredder, <laughs> even though you're going to get destroyed, you play Claw. <laughs> and he wasn't That's playing one a, of them. He was playing a Samcap team with a Starter Hulk, and um, I just blasted Starter Hulk off the map before. Oh, yeah, there goes their Leap Climber, so yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, just like, so that was the one, whenever everybody was, like, playing clone over Claw, and I was like, why? Like, Claw ignores Elevated. Like, that's big. <laughs> it's another reason why you want to play Pip now. Right. Poor Pip, he dead. You need to go boom That's okay, if he dies, then, like, then, then your Shredder gets to be a phasing teleport carry. Right? Yay, look oh. at me go! Oh, man. And then you... the next turn, Boom! <laughs> Well, because I always imagine, like, you know, like, you just think about Mini Shredder, right? And he's just a little bitty dude, right? Like, I don't know. How tall would Mini Shredder be IRL? Two feet? One <laughs> foot? One foot? He'd be tiny. Right, so you're just Smaller than a toddler. One foot, seems more, means, one foot seems more terrorizing, like, scarier. Like. But just so the thing is, you give this Mini Shredder phasing, right? And then, you know, he kind of, like, you're just kind of standing there behind a wall... And then you see this little ghostly figure come up, and then he materializes at your feet, and then bites your feet, and you're like, "Oh, son of a bitch!" <laughs> I imagine he just takes his little uh, claw hand and like stabs you in the foot with it, or yeah. right in the shin. He just kicks you in the shin bone right. with like a spiky boot. Um, no, I agree. Uh, roller derby is going to be your great open map. Um, and let's talk about the last, I think, the must-play map. Well, one of the last two. Um, Underground Cavern and Colossals. Um, Cat Farmer asked us about this. Um, the Underground Cavern is a very oppressive map. Um, the only really recommendation I can give, given that we're an audio cast and not a visual cast, 
is you need to sit down with your teams on the underground cabin, prepare for it, and be able to maneuver your team, draw out your lines of fire, draw out your movement routes on any route that you on any map that you go to, but especially the underground cavern. Any, uh, any did we other, discuss? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, any other tips or tricks to share with our listeners about underground cavern? <laughs> um, uh, that's my I, I favorite also, map. Like, I would also think about if you're playing your own special terrain, where you would also place that, because that could also shut mm-hmm. things down a lot on this map. Mm. Right. Did we discuss sports arena? Is it legal? Yeah, sports arena is kind of your big open, wide open map, like the roller derby. I love sports arena. It's a great map. Yeah, it, it's, 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 it is. It's wonderful. Especially if you're going to play something like Unimine, and you're just going to completely outrange whatever you're playing. But then again, with all these new uh, cosmic keywords having, like, freaking 12 base range and shit, you never know. Right. Yeah, but that, that's good to have that on your team. Yeah. Um. So, so Jason, so the last ones to talk about with this Avengers theme team would be Muir Island and Genosha. Um, so, real quick, I'm going to pull up the uh, starting... Uh, I want to pull up the, the rules on my phone real quick. Um, as far as extending starting areas, I should have already had that prepped, but we like to play it, by our, play it off the fly. Um, is that in the uh, comprehensive rule book or the... Mm. Um, Starting area. Choose map and starting areas. Um, boop, 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 boop. People are probably like screaming at us, like it's in the book. Yeah, um, well, it's like it's like eleven p.m., so we're not we're tired. I, I got you. It's here. In rare cases, a player's starting force may not fit in their choosing starting area. This is comprehensive page two. Okay. If so, increase all starting areas by one row and one column and continue this until each player's starting force fits in their respective starting area. Starting areas can't ever overlap. And there should be the word in there about KO it, right? Uh, yes, any game elements that can't be placed in your starting area after it has been expanded uh, after it has been expanded it to its maximum outcome are considered KO'd. What what page on the comprehensive in it? Because I want to go again about uh, the... Uh... Two. Page two. Mm, okay. Um, um, up by the second column. Okay. So you increase all starting areas by one row and column. Um, That's quite a bit then. Yeah, you're already starting out to clue you a row three. Yeah, so you're starting out with on on three. one end and four, on, and you're starting four out on the on the opposite side. Right, so Genosha, right? So it, it extends it an entire row, right? Um, I'm just reading it and thinking out loud here. Um, yeah, it's one row and one column. It doesn't say that you increase the row. Or the column by the size of the starting area, right? So it goes the entire width of the map. 
So you're talking about playing on Genosha. One, two, three, four giant girls fills up the starting area. And then you can extend it all the way over. And then you ex start sh extending them out. Um, which, on both of those maps, is, is just insane. You're, you're a third of the way across the map. So, there, there's some of those things that I want to test, but... Um, the the ridiculousness of that actually being effective, um, I hope someone actually plays it. So, um, do we want to go into questions now, guys? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. We got a lot yes. to answer. Yeah, we got a lot. To, <laughs> we got quite a bit to answer. So, um. So we're oh gonna... god, I almost fell asleep. So much meta. Yeah. We, uh, <laughs> we, we, so we'll start with our questions from Wednesday. Um, we'll, we'll roundtable these pretty quickly um, unless we find something we really want to talk about. Alright, so Brian Poland in the upcoming Batman animated set, who is the one character you want to have true meta potential? Dave, go. Um... So they're going to have the JLU sub-theme. I'm going to go with the question. Jason, go. I said it before, I'll say it again. Apache Chief. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, could I, go. Uh, does it have to be a character? Can I say a vehicle? Sure. I would like to have, I'd like to have a good Batmobile. Um, of some sort. Or a Batwing something. I want... Um, Huntress and Green Arrow on the motorcycle to be badass. <laughs> oh, wait, is there one? No, but there better be. Oh, I love that scene. Are we dead yet? No. Are we dead yet? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brad Milburn, uh, what are some of your favorite or think will be the best second tier characters using competitive play post-rotation? Tier 1 figures you think will consistently be in top 8s. Um, second tier, but still good. Uh, my choice, uh, Rim, Worm, whatever his name is. Rim, Worm. Wyrum. Wyrum. <laughs> uh, Dave. I'm just going to say Worm. <laughs> Wyrum. Dave, do you have a thought there besides what, Worm? What's a, what's a second tier character? Is the weird still modern? No, he retires, right? Boo. Yeah, he will be, he will be retired. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know what a second tier character is. This is just like somebody who's. I don't know. Probably, I, I'm guessing someone we don't think about. And, and if I'm not, uh, I mean, if I can't think about them, then they're probably not that good. I, I would say. Uh, <laughs> I would say Devil Dinosaur. It's probably my bad. I like that one, Jason. Uh, Pog generating penguin. Ooh. Dave, do you have an answer now? Uh, no. I'm sorry. All right. What else? What else makes Pogs? Uh, Groot. Carnage. Uh, Groot. He's. Those are obviously tier one figures. Uh, I, I got nothing. Sorry. Maybe uh, maybe like uh, Connelly Cap. If you're gonna have all these Pog teams, right? Uh, Squirrel Girl, you could go her. She makes pox. Hey, what about uh, I'm gonna go blast her in the past from states last year and, and copy some line and say, 
man, I don't know. I think that Connell Lee Zeus could be better. <laughs> um, how about Jakeen? Dave, how about how about your how about your two hundred point Hulk, Dave? I, I think yeah, okay, I'll go with two hundred point Hulk. All right, next Just, question. Um, how much do you think bystander teams rise in terms of popularity, um, competitive, playable, post-rotation? Um, I would play them immediately, like, after, while people are still hot on the cosmicness before they some people transition back to Shredders. <laughs> that is a very good point. Yeah. I, I just feel like some people are going to try the new stuff, and then some of them might transition back to playing Shredders, but I feel like immediately after this set, there's going to be a lot of Cosmic stuff, so that would probably be your best bet. Yeah, because could, if they come popular, then Shredders are going to come back more. Right. Yeah. I'm I'm actually primarily a Pog player. I love Pog teams. So to have Hawkeye gone, gone I'm already... I'm already working on a Groot Pog team to work with a uh, Fast Forces Penguin, so I'm. Is Groot I... unique? No, no, no. So, so for every one him. you play, you get two Pogs. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's badass. <laughs> there, there is a maximum of five, though. That's the limit. Is there really? Yeah, it says it on his card. Maximum of five Walking Woods. Oh, okay. So really, you only need to play two if you want. That's that's awesome. All the woods. I've got wood just thinking about it. Yep. Um, the last <laughs> part of the question, what's the one piece you would drop from Avengers Infinity and what would you replace it with and what's the dial like? Um, I, can answer, I can answer this one. Drop Chase Tigra, replace it with a, an eternal keyworded character with Mastermind and Outwit. I don't care what the rest of the dial looks like as long as it's got Mastermind and Outwit top dial. Uh, wow. Alex. I would drop... I was going to say drop the rare Star Fox because he's crap, but probably drop Iron Patriot because it's also crap. And um, <clears throat> uh, That's a good question. What else would I play? Do we have... A Thanos with the uh, from Infinity Watch, like the Reality Gem one. That was a, a, that was rumored to be the um, OP, yeah, the, the, the OPK the, release date figure. Yeah, but but it looks like it's going to be a Rocket Raccoon. So no, that would be a excellent, okay. Then that yes, as long as that Thanos had the Eternal Keyword and Mastermind top dial. <laughs> uh, Jason Goat. Uh, let's drop that shitty Star Fox like rare, and then get a figure that says you can't use Mastermind within ten squares. <laughs> Dave, you're you're go. Um, let's let's drop Chase Tigra, and then just reprint Chase Question from the Flash set. Drop him in a Marvel set, and give him the X Men and the Cosmic Keywords. Dave, he should pick a power. <laughs> like yes, he, yeah. And, and also give him um, the the Infinity Gauntlet trait from Lockjaw. Yeah, I mean, 32 flavors, Dave. 32 <laughs> flavors, 32 powers. Right? Oh, my God. 30. You get 32 powers. You get to pick 30. Pick powers until question has 32 powers. And then he, does that mean he takes Darwin like wouldn't even know what to do. Darwin would just be like, oh, my God. Why does he keep doing this? 
<laughs> Somehow he's dealt 32 unavoidable damage at the end of the turn. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Um, I'm d- wait, but nope. if you had a chase question that had the X-Men and freaking Cosmic Keyword, would you play it? Well, yeah. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> Instantly, dude. That'd be the first three right. points of every team. <laughs> uh, can we give him the Trinity of Sin or Detective? Can we give Unimind the Detective keyword so he can copy Power Cosmic? Yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh god, that would be broke. Uh, Tyler Spees writes in, "What's the what piece are you looking forward to trying on a meta team, and why is it Infinity? Um, it's not Infinity... <laughs> Yeah. Um, uh, Groot. If anybody else's answer is not Groot, then I don't know if we can talk anymore. Uh, Moon Dragon. Yeah, Moon Dragon is an acceptable answer, and also Star Fox is a blue flame is an acceptable answer. And and I'm I'm interested to try the title figures. I don't know if they'll make it on a meta team, but I want to. Title characters, you always have to try out a few times to see if they actually work. Right. I like Title Cap. Um, yeah. I really want to try him on a on a test match. How about that? That's my actual non-bullshit answer. <laughs> um, Cat Farmer, uh, what are your meta predictions for Origins? Well, we just covered all of that, I hope. Uh, Matt, lots of trees. Lots of trees, <laughs> lots of wood. Uh, particular maps we went through. Uh, we talked about the Star Trek Underground. We might have another episode where we dial into a little bit more of the Underground map. Um, I might do a video on that one. Um, I know there's a couple out there, but I, I think I could get a whole video out of uh, the Underground map. Um, Gomu King, uh, which used to be Harrison Fordyce, um, Writes in our I was wondering ID- who that was. Yeah. Our uh, ID card still a must-have for most teams. Um, what is the realistic ratio to expect for some most post-rotation team ID cards on a team versus none? The 99% will still have ID cards, and yes, they're still a must-have. Um, anybody disagree? No. Nope. Um, Fork. Nathan uh, Deal, Nathan D, sorry Nathan. Uh, what's the best pog generator now in modern? Other than Gro- other than Groot Carnage, <laughs> other than Groot Carnage. Um, uh, Devil still, Dino, yeah, no. Devil Dino. Um, I like I like Penguin and Chase yeah, Iceman. Super, super rare Penguins to my go-to. Um, Prime Professor X at ninety points. <laughs> Um, so if I had to sum up my answer, my top answer would be Prime Professor X at 90. What? I would just play freaking Devil Dino. Uh, he makes three pogs at a time. Three pogs at uh, a time. <laughs> Professor X could generate like five or six pogs, maybe. But are his pogs as good as drop bears? Mm, they're pretty good. Do they look like as cool as Rockabilly Modocs? Okay, now you're just stretching. <laughs> the answer is no, they don't look that cool, but yeah. It's right. It's right. They don't have little hair, Elvis haircuts. And... 
anyway. Alright, so let's go through our let's finish out some questions. Let's keep powering through. Jeremy Stalins, we answered your question last episode. Uh, Kurt Thomas, you asked about 175 ID card. Uh, you also asked about 80. Um, Shredders, Moondragon, Star Fox. Uh, anybody else that I'm thinking of? Uh, what, Mini Shredder for your 90 80? points. Yeah, yeah Mini. Mini yeah. Shredder, 90 Mini. points. Yeah. Yep. Always Mini. Um question with the limited ID cards from KJ Foster. Please rank them from must play to garage. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that misspelling actually kind of works. I mean, As in, they go I'm going to leave beast in the garage. And you don't ever look at them again. <laughs> actually, I might not. I think I have my head use for it anyway. Yeah. Um, Quake's I don't like Game of Frost all that much. Yeah, yeah, the Quake, the, the, the Quake is great. Yeah. What are we? On what our are next, we? next men theme? On our next men theme team, that beast, that first class beast that I was like playing yesterday. What are we? What are we ranking from must play to garage? The X Men um, ID cards. Yeah, must oh. must play Wolverine, Cyclops, Iceman, Professor X, Colossus. Um. I think all new Wolverines. All new, up there. all new Wolverine. Yeah. Cha- Chambre. <laughs> um, Shadowcat. Shadowcat's probably bottom two fists. <laughs> the rest of it is in your garage. Yeah, and Park probably, mo- and I'm probably missing one in there that's obvious that don't hang me out to dry. <laughs> Iceman. Yeah, yeah. Ice you totally missed. You, you said Iceman. Oh, I did. He was the third one you said, yeah. But you forgot somebody. You forgot Gold Balls, man. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I just love that he looks like a fat dude in a freaking spandex suit. I mean... Well, he kind of is, but you you know what I found found exciting about Gold Balls the other day is that I realized he had the Spider-Man family keyword, and I don't know why (laughs) the fuck he does. (laughs) Spider-Man likes his Gold Balls. We do. Um... KJ has a question about sealed at US Nats. I would say that um, episode seventy three, I covered that quite a bit uh, with Jesse. Um, I would say, however, we need to do a team Nats uh, sealed episode in a little bit more detail now that we've played these figures. Uh, I'm just so saying, when you buy your bricks, we can totally practice. Yeah, that's our plan. <laughs> there you um, go. William Ritchie, first in the new age of hero clicks, where big is the new thing. What is the biggest colossal threat uh, that should actually be played? Uh, a few come to mind. Groot, Groot uh, being very favorable, but Groot, Flora, and Carnage to me just hold such a power play. Uh, don't forget the giant girl. I have to talk about this episode. Yeah, I think we talked about that quite a bit. Uh, yeah. Second, will we continue to see retaliation, or will we go to? Uh, seeing more Colossals played at higher points, possibly without retaliation at all. Uh, with Hawkeye mm-hmm. gone, I think you see more retaliation. Yeah. With, I think some... I was going to say, with more ways to do retaliation, multiple retaliations on one turn, yeah, you're going to see a lot more retaliation. Yeah. I think I think the the the, the Colossals without retaliation at, at higher, you know, at the lower point dials are just really squishy. Right. 
I mean, most of them can be blown away with a psychic blast fairly easily, and you, they everybody has a lot of fire to them. You know, like we talked about with Living Tribunal, you know, Mike can just blow him off the map because he starts with invulnerability. Right. Uh, thoughts on Jakeem post rotation? Do you think he can still be a high level piece, or does his Zarada and new outwit make him a bad play? Uh, he's second tier. If you win Nats with a Jakeem JSA Green Lantern theme team, you have a spot on the show. <laughs> like a permanent one. I'll retire. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, you can't, Dave. Okay. Stop that shit already. You can't retire. Um, Chris Motherman, that's an excellent robot team that you put together. I absolutely love it. Um, let's see. Tyler Speeds, I did have an answer for this question. Does a build ever just come together for you and click perfectly into place? What was the last build this happened for you that you were genuinely excited to try? Um, so my story, short story short, uh, long story short, I suppose. I went to Clarksville to practice my Rock Cup team with Lane. Um, I'd had a 285 points of the team put together. I had an 8 Batman on there. We switched out the 8 Batman for the Atom. Uh, tweaked the ID cards and it clicked together perfect. I came back with a smile on my face ready to play that team. <laughs> States 2015, Double Falcons, Book of the Skull. <laughs> Double Falcon Pearl! <laughs> yeah, it just came out of nowhere for me. It was funny because, like, whenever we came up with it, it wasn't even, like, um... Or whenever, like, you came up with it, like, it was because I had an idea about a completely different build for someone else. Yeah, I just had this epiphany about Falcon and, and, and you're just Hammers. Like, wait a minute. I, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Alex? Um, I haven't been able to put it out onto the field yet because it hasn't been because of Hawkeye, but when I put together Super Rare Penguin, Fast Forces Penguin, and Title Harley and I just saw how well they fit together for just 125 points. It was a magic moment for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that. We've talked about it on the we talked about that on the show before. Uh, Steve DiCarlo writes, "What uni is the ultimate uni? As in, who are his blue flames and what equipment should he get? Um, does he need map? Yes, I think he needs map." Uh, so the underground map makes it tough for him. Um, Ultimate Uni, Star Fox, Cersei, Macari. And Lockjaw. Lockjaw is the actual ultimate blue flame. <laughs> uh, I, I answered Bill Rock's question... Um, Marshall Lawing, do you think it's better to focus on point denial while abusing ID cards or better focus on constant pressure tabling ASAP? Um, can I just say, why not both? Right? I mean, Wolverines keep the pressure up, keep the ID cards popping out. Um, 
Unimine has his lockjaw friend calling out IDs while he's keeping the pressure up with Cyblast and Close Combat Expert. I think you can do both, right? While having a hardy yeah. team that doesn't give up money points. The last team that I played um, called out a lot of IDs and kept pressure up because of the fact that it just doesn't go off the map easy. Like, nothing dies quickly. Right. So, in, in a way, that kept pressure on people because it's just like, well, okay. It, it basically resorted to where they would try to kill the call-ins. Yeah. So, you had to be careful about getting them off the map. Um, Tyler Spees, <clears throat> is the five Wolverine team real? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Legit? Uh, Tyler Spees, do you think... Tyler, you asked like four questions, buddy. Do you think Green Arrow, Beta Ray, Bill teams or Green Arrow, Taxi Lantern teams are viable? Uh, I can't say with 100% confidence that yes, that's a good play. Unless, you can, unless there's a low point leadership for Green Arrow. Green Arrow not being able to shoot back to back is tough. So, hey... Just just to kind of mention it, whenever we did go to Lexington and Jason like had to bail last minute and Zach ended up playing his team, Zach had zero practice with that team, with the Wolverine team. And like what was it? he lost like uh he, he did bad. He didn't win like but one game, but all his losses were like single digit losses. Yeah, within like ten points or something, right? Less than ten he lost like one, I think one was by ten. One was by two, and I think two of them were by seven. And, you know, he had never played the team. He had never even picked it up and put it on the map until the first round that day. Yeah. So, I mean, if Jason had been able to play that, it would have been a completely different story. (laughs) Right, for sure. Um, Last question of the night, William Dickey. um, Is the good doggo really a must-play piece? Surely there are ways to get around him. For those of us who want to be competitive but couldn't get to a March WKO, um, I, I want to—I have a thought prepared on this one. Um, Lockjaw is excellent. I think the overall meta answer for competitive play is still expensive without Lockjaw. But yes, you can play without Lockjaw effectively. Yeah, um, it's just, you know, what 75-point piece is as good as him. <laughs> right. Because, like, you know, we, we were having these discussions before, whenever we, like, before Rock Cup and things like that, where it's, like, within a point value, within, like, 10 less to 10 more, like, with 65 to 85, what pieces are better than him? Yeah, the answer is really none. There are some Exactly. That are, there are some that are close, but just not... Not in that right, like there way. are good pieces. They're just he's just kind of above and beyond in that slot because you know you always have like your you know like your your tent poles or whatever like your unimines. They're like anywhere from one fifty to one seventy five. You got that guy, which is why Jakeem was so good because he saved you a little bit more points because he was only one forty, right? So, but then like you know you get your other guy on your team who's like somewhere around seventy five points, sixty to to eighty, you know, 
And in that slot, he's just the best there is right now because of, one, he gets to pick a power, and he can, you know, either be utility or a halfway decent attacker, and he's just hard to kill. Yep. 100%. So but he's can... not the only option. <laughs> There's, no. like, all these teams that Dan and everybody has mentioned today, like, all, none of them involved a lockjaw, and they're all scary as hell sounding. Right. So, hey, going back to that last question, we're talking about a leadership piece for Green Arrow that's cheap. Yeah. There's only one. There's only one, and it'd be it'd be Splinter. From, uh, <laughs> he's forty points, and his martial artist keyword. Nice. Get Rex Splinter. The, the only bad part about like a a Green Arrow main force team is if you wreck his taxi, he's just done. Yeah. Because he can't they, shoot they, back to back. If you can't get tokens off of him or get him away, because you want to be able to jump, you want something like a Green Lantern where you can roll the five or six, go in, blast something off the board. But then what do you do after that? <laughs> Play Pip, and then that way he uh, gives it to somebody else, and they carry him. His leadership piece carries him around, right? <laughs> you almost have to, but like <laughs> at the same time, like yeah. Pip's not going to let you shoot after you're going to sit still. So like, yeah. you, like for example, like it's let's not, say you're playing great. your four yeah. Wolverine team. Okay, uh, Green Arrow blasts one of the Wolverines off the map. You move up, and then they all get free attacks. Bye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the, the only way I could see a Green Arrow team succeeding is probably if they played it immediately after rotation. Because after rotation, everyone's automatically going to put their guard down and think, all right, he's gone. So I could play the tent poles, I could play the Hulk, and... You might get occasional wins just by playing the teams who weren't wasn't expecting it, but against main teams. <laughs> Basically, that's your only shot. <laughs> but <laughs> but here's the thing. If oh, you know, never mind. That splinter retires, so forget what I said. <laughs> um, but here's the here's the you can important. go Black Panther at sixty points. Here's the important note. Here's the important note. If you're a clicked off listener, you now know to expect Green Arrow. <laughs> And no one's going to play main force green arrow and have a good day. And with that, let's wrap it up with final thoughts. Uh, Alex, go first. Uh, final thoughts. Um, I guess I need to try to figure out how to play Shark Shredder main team so I could come back. <laughs> I think. I think. Don't we'll, do that to yourself. I think, uh, I think we'll have you. I think we'll have you back, Alex. No problem. <laughs> If, if you see me crying at nationals, it's because I tried. You did this to me, Daniel Powell. <laughs> Dave, final thoughts. Uh, man, I don't know. Man, Bork, how, how about Bork? Man, Bork. Man, Bork. Sugar Gog. <laughs> Jason, final thoughts. Uh, Groot M X Man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, That's my dream. <laughs> thanks for being on today, Alex, and thanks everybody for listening to Clickstuff, and we'll talk to y'all next time.